All right, coming up here, so much to get to. I'm going to lay out step by step the stunning claims made by Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and other Trump supporters uh, that, that blockbuster press conference that they held on Thursday. I'm going to go into a lot of detail here. The media is just dismissing the whole thing. Giuliani, Sidney Powell, you're going to listen to those conspiracy theorists, those raving right-wing lunatics. I mean, the media is just like dismissing, and that's what they have to do. That's their tactic because there's a lot of evidence and a lot of truth seemingly to what they're saying, even if it's not a done deal. But the, the media, the only chance they have here is they just have to kind of say, listen, ignore these two kooks. These are U.S. attorneys with a stellar track record for decades and decades, not to mention Giuliani. One of the greatest mayors in American history. They've investigated this, unlike the people on the left, unlike the media, unlike the Democrats. They have gathered a lot of evidence, presented the evidence, and uh, a lot of the claims are not being refuted by the Democrats. They are just kind of mocking them. But when it comes to the actual facts, they are not at all. I'm going to read you some of CNN's fact checks against Giuliani. They're just a joke. They're bogus. But And I've, I've almost never seen anything like this where you have these two extremely reputable people just ma turned into laughing stocks. And uh, Giuliani has a lot of evidence to massive fraud. Does that mean that there's proof beyond doubt? Does that mean that it doesn't have to be litigated? Of course it doesn't mean that. But it certainly is nothing to just scoff at and just totally ignore and sweep under the rug. And this is the media. This is a vicious tactic. I want to be clear here. It's being done by the left. Anybody who tries to support Trump, anybody who questions the integrity of this election, the legitimacy and the results. Right. So this vicious tactic that they're doing, they are bullying and shaming anybody who questions the election results. And this is how they silence people. And this has been done in many communist countries. We're not there yet, but this is the tactic, how they suppress the facts, how they suppress the truth, because people are afraid their lives are sometimes threatened and in danger. They don't want their reputations to be tarnished, so they just kind of go along. Oh, Trump's going to lose anyway, so I might as well just be quiet. I'll give you an example. Two election officials, this was very very well-known story here. Two election officials in Wayne County, Michigan, two Republicans, they refused to certify the results because there were so many questions, so many questionable numbers in many precincts. There's things that didn't add up, didn't make any sense. So they were bullied. They were threatened by many people on the left, these two election officials. So then they agreed. They, they didn't cave in. They agreed to certify, but they said, we want an audit. They were promised an audit. They say they were promised an audit by somebody who had spoken to the governor, to Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and then they voted to certify. Then they realized that the audit is not going to happen. Either they had been lied to or deceived or whatever. So they rescinded their vote, and uh, it's not clear now. Now there's a big debate over whether their vote is valid or not because they rescinded it, they retracted it, they said that it was done under false pretenses. But they were attacked on Twitter, they were threatened, they were mocked, they were shamed because they refused to certify an election that they felt may be riddled with fraud. So this is the tactic. All right, I'm going to get all to all of that, but let me just get to some of the other news of the day. Ocasio-Cortez, yes, Ocasio-Cortez has a brilliant idea of how to stop the spread of the virus. She says the government should pay people not to spread the virus. Wow. Why didn't I think of that? On Thursday, Ocasio-Cortez, the socialist, said that the U.S. government should pay people to stay at home. In a tweet, quote, to get the virus under control, we need to pay people to stay home. Uh, socialist, anti-Semite, Elon Omar, 
She has her own suggestions, her own ideas. She said, quote, we need to send every American a check until this crisis is over. And COVID, once again, an excuse to basically implement every Democrat socialist policy. I mean, it's like uh, Elon Omar before the pandemic ever began, right? Years ago, Elon Omar said we need to essentially said we need to send every American a check because she's a socialist. So that's like one of her like core beliefs, her core principles. And suddenly we need to send every American a check until this crisis is over. And what about when the crisis is over? You've been saying we should send an American a che- every American a check for years. It's like things that they've believed in and that they've been espousing for years and years. And then they blame it on COVID as though they haven't already believed this for, for, for forever. Ocasio-Cortez, we need to pay people to... I mean, she believes in redistribution of wealth. I mean, come on here. I mean, not just COVID, anything they want. Well, it's just, it's because of COVID. Uh, I'm sure she's going to claim that the Green New Deal is somehow something that's going to help with COVID. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, Republican Georgian governor, announced on Friday that he is going to certify Georgia's election results and give the victory to Joe Biden, because even after they did a hand recount, Joe Biden, by a very slim margin, Joe Biden is still the winner. However, Governor Brian Kemp, the Republican, he does say that he wants an audit. So we are going to keep an eye on that. Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., has been diagnosed, has tested positive for COVID-19. He does appear to be in good shape. He does appear to be feeling okay, but we're going to keep an eye on that. Listen to this story. ICE has arrested over 150 illegals who were slated for deportation. You're not going to believe this. And there are more to come, by the way. They were supposed to be deported, but they did not get deported. So now ICE has arrested them and more to come. Why did they not get deported, these 150 illegals? Because they were supposed to self-deport. Yes, they promised the judge. This is going to come as a shock to you. They promised the judge they were going to deport themselves but then they didn't keep their promise no no, come on how of course the honor system how could they not have kept their promise everybody knows that when illegals who snuck into the country illegally or remained in the country illegally came legally sometimes but stayed illegally when they promised the judge they're gonna leave of course they end up keeping their promise i mean are we is this this whole system is just so is the country just totally out to lunch just totally nuts Uh, ICE officers have arrested over 150 illegals in what they call Operation Broken Promise. That's the name of it, Operation Broken Promise. You cannot make this stuff up, and they say there are many, many more. So listen to this quote from Tony... I mean, they let these people who who are in the country illegally slated for deportation promise that... I promise. I'm going to go back to my home country. Which, which was miserable, and I hated it, and that's why I was staying. I promise. Okay, well, if you, you, but you, do you really promise? You cross your heart? Yes, of course. Tony Pham, senior ICE official. Here's a quote from Tony Pham. Quote, during the past two weeks, ICE's enforcement and removal operations located 154 aliens who received an order. Can we just call them undocumented immigrants? Why do we have to put these labels on them? Illegals, aliens received an order of voluntary departure but refused to leave. You must keep your promise to the United States and depart within the agreed-upon time frame. Anyone with a voluntary departure order who fails to depart will face imminent removal from the country. This is just the beginning. Operation Broken Promise focused on immigrants who legally entered the U.S., including on visas, but were found to overstay their visas. 
In one of the 154 cases, an individual was ordered to leave the U.S. in 1997, but was still in the country 23 years later. So this has been going on literally for decades. That the, the people, 23 years, they promised they were going to be deported, deport themselves, I should say. And then shockingly, I mean, you got to be kidding. This stuff goes on. This stuff goes And then, then Biden's going to be the president, possibly. Hopefully not, but, you know, it's definitely a strong possibility, let's be honest. And uh, what do you think is going to happen then? By the way, 86% of the 154 illegals arrested in this operation, 86% of them had criminal convictions. Now, this FAM, this uh, senior ICE official FAM, he said that the upside of voluntary departure, what was his first name? Tony. He says the upside of voluntary departure of this promise that they're going to deport is that it costs the taxpayers less money to fly someone home uh, than to fly someone home. In other words, uh, taxpayers have to pay for the deportation. Here they're just going to fly themselves. They're going to pay for the ticket themselves. I mean, number one, they don't keep their promise. I mean, I could have told you my my, my, my seven-year-old son could have told you they're not going to keep their promise. I, I can't get over this. So, And, and it's going to cost the taxpayer far more money because we know they're living off of welfare, off of food stamps, off of every single government program under the sun. They're stealing jobs away. Who knows whatever it is that they're doing, committing crimes in this case, because 86% of them have criminal convictions. But we're saving a few bucks because, you know, it costs a lot of money to buy them that plane ticket home. All right. Senator Ted Cruz last week at a Senate hearing tore into Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, of course, is the CEO of Twitter, and Senator Cruz made him look silly. They, uh, they, they, they were questioned by the Senator Dorsey, and I, be- I believe Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, uh, about the, the censorship issue um, where they are censoring conservatives. And Ted Cruz asked Jack Dorsey, he asked him about quotes, about allegations that absentee ballots are susceptible to election fraud. Essentially, see, Ted Cruz, he set him up and he made him look really foolish because he asked Dorsey, he, he, he quoted him, these claims that absentee ballots are susceptible to election fraud. He said, would Twitter flag these quotes? And essentially, Dorsey said that, yes, Twitter would flag the quotes. You know, he made it sound, Cruz made it sound like they were quotes by Republicans. And uh, then Cruz basically told him where these quotes really came from. So uh, here's here's what Cruz asked him. Quote, Mr. Dorsey, would the following statement violate Twitter's policies? Quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. End quote. And Dorsey replied, I imagine we would label it so people can have more context. Now, I want to be clear. When Dorsey says we would label it so people can have more context, that is a form of censorship. Sometimes they flag it. Sometimes they say it's disputed. Sometimes they say it's fraudulent. Whatever nonsense they say, but but they are flagging it and censoring it. So maybe they're not actually deleting it, but they're you know Dorsey calls it more context. That's a euphemism. I mean, that's ridiculous to call it that. What he's doing is he's basically claiming that the uh, that the quote is false or that the quote is disputed. So Dorsey basically saying that, yes, Twitter would censor that quote, that the uh, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. So Cruz said to him then, how about this quote? Voter fraud is particularly possible where third-party organizations, candidates, and political party activists are involved in handling absentee ballots. Would you f- flag that as potentially misleading? That was Cruz's question. And uh, Dorsey said back, quote, I don't know the specifics how we might enforce that, but I imagine a lot of these would have a label pointing people to a bigger conversation. Again, bigger conversation, more context. The, all those things are just ways of saying, yes, we would censor it. So what did Cruz say back to him? He said, 
You're right you would label them because you've taken the political position that voter fraud does not exist. Both of those quotes came from the Carter-Baker Commission on Federal Election Reform. So that's Jimmy Carter, Democrat President Jimmy Carter, and former Secretary of State James Baker. Now, former Secretary of State James Baker, he was George H.W. Bush's Secretary of State, but uh, you know, still somebody that the mainstream establishment claims that they respect. But Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter made the statement and then Twitter is saying that they would flag it. Unbelievable. So Cruz said, quote, Twitter's position is essentially voter fraud does not exist. Are you aware just two weeks ago in Texas, a woman was charged with 134 counts of election fraud? Are you aware of that? And Dorsey said, quote, I'm not aware of that. All right. The FDA has granted emergency approval for a COVID-19 antibody treatment that was used to treat President Trump. And I believe this is the second one, second antibody treatment that had been used for President Trump that the FDA has granted emergency approval. This is Regeneron's antibody serum, and it's been authorized to treat mild to moderate coronavirus in adults and children 12 years or older who have a high risk of progressing to severe uh, covid disease to, to, to severe COVID problems. So the FDI, the FDA, I should say, this is big news, granting emergency approval for this antibody treat, uh, treatment, this Regeron's antibody serum that, of course, appeared to, sh- to have wonderful, amazing results in treating President Trump. All right. So here we go. The press conference, Pre- President Trump's lawyers, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and others, they outlined the upcoming lawsuits. They intend to prove or try to prove massive voter fraud in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and elsewhere. And essentially their claims, I'm going to read you a bunch of quotes here. I've sort of taken out a bunch of snippets, a bunch of quotes from Rudy Giuliani because this is very powerful stuff. And I, I kind of tried, as I always try, to boil it down to the most essential details. But we're going to go into a lot of detail here because this is so crucial, so important. So, but in a nutshell, they're claiming that hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots were brought in fraudulently uh, by Democrats to put Biden over the top. Whether they were manufactured ballots, whether they were faked, whether they were, they, they were deceased people or people who no longer are eligible to vote in the state, and they were filled in by Democrat operatives. But uh, hundreds of thousands of them, to because Biden lost in these states, and they needed to manufacture a win, fake ballots. And by the way, there's no way to verify them now and prove they're fake, as Giuliani explained. We'll get to that. And the other big claim is the Dominion voting system, as we told you, was rigged to make Joe Biden win. And uh, by the way, there are hundreds of thousands of ballots which have only, according to, again, according to these lawyers, and I imagine they can prove this uh, with an audit, hundreds of thousands of ballots, they're saying, had only Biden but nobody else voted were, were, was voted for down ballot. So only votes for Biden on top, but no other votes for anybody. In other words, if they had to fill in a circle for Biden and then for the other candidates, you know, people in local elections, Congress, et cetera, they didn't have any. It was just Biden, but nobody else had voted was voted for. No other candidate down the ballot, hundreds of thousands. Now, what does that tell? Why would they do that? People tend to this is a statistical discrepancy. Now, you'll say it's not proof beyond doubt that is true but it's extremely suspicious when it's that many because people tend to usually vote for uh you know the 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 candidates down the ballot not just the president and the suspicion is because they were in such a rush because here it is late on election night and trump is winning so they have to stuff the the, these machines with, with 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 all these fraudulent 
pro-Biden ballots, so they didn't have time to fill in the other candidates. All right, So, and by the way, the FEC chairman, Trey Chainer, the Federal Election Commission chairman, the FEC chairman, he says that Trump's campaign has brought legitimate accusations. He says that a lot of this evidence is very legit. Again, does it mean it's proof beyond the shadow of a doubt? No, but he said, quote, this is Trey Trainer, the Federal Election Commission chairman, the FEC chairman. Quote, the Trump campaign is bringing legitimate accusations to court through affidavits, credible witnesses, other evidence uh, to electoral outcomes in various states. Essentially, he's saying that this is a very strong case. A respected mathematician has called into question over 90,000 suspicious ballots in Pennsylvania. Uh, two, there are two suspicions here. There are over 90,000 suspicious ballots. This is a respected mathematician. I'll tell you his credentials in a moment. And he says that of these 90 to 100,000 ballots, either they are Repub- either they appear to be Republican votes that were not counted at all or ballots that were requested by people other than the actual voter. Professor Stephen Miller, he was trained, he's a math expert trained in Yale and Princeton. He analyzed Pennsylvania ballot data collected by a former Trump campaign, by a former Trump campaign data chief. Um, and uh, he also analyzed over 2,600 voter interviews, and he found two patterns. One pattern involved votes that were not counted, possibly, and one pattern involved ballots that appeared to be requested by somebody other than the registered voter whose name was on the ballot. He said, quote, I estimate the number of ballots either requested by someone other than the re- registered Republican or requested and returned but not counted range from 89,397 to 98,801. So he's estimating at least 89,000 ballots that appear to basically be invalid or instances where Republicans voted for Trump, but those were never counted. All right, so let's get to, I'm going to read you direct quotes here from Rudy Giuliani in the press conference. As I said, I say I've whittled it down to what I thought were the really the most uh, astonishing and damaging potentially in terms of evidence of voter fraud. And people keep talking about how Giuliani doesn't have evidence. And I, I mean, there's so much evidence. Again, evidence doesn't mean that it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, beyond doubt. Evidence doesn't mean that it's proven open and shut. Evidence means it's evidence. It means it needs to be investigated. It needs to be in court. And the media can't just say, oh, please, Giuliani, come on, conspiracy theorist. All right, quote, the president was way ahead on election night, seven or 800,000 in Pennsylvania. Somehow he lost Pennsylvania. We have statisticians willing to testify that it's almost statistically impossible to have happened in a period of time that it happened. But of course, that's just speculation. So again, let me interject here. Giuliani is saying that it's highly unlikely with Trump having such a strong lead. And then remember, then they start counting the mail-in and the, the lead get the lead evaporates and the lead dwindles down. And Giuliani saying mathematicians say, I don't care you tell me that a lot of mail-in ballots were in favor of Biden. It's statistically extremely unlikely, maybe impossible for the lead to evaporate to the extent that it did. Quote, back to Giuliani, quote, in Pennsylvania, the margin of victory now for Biden, which is not a victory, it's a fraud, is 69,140 votes. The reality is we're at a count of 682,000 plus ballots for which we have affidavits. There was no inspection of the ballot at the time it was entered into the vote. It was a mail-in ballot. So Giuliani, I'm going to explain here, Giuliani's going to lay out 682,000 ballots, they say. There was no inspection of the ballot. Now, you'll say, well, why don't they do a recount? Why don't they do an audit? 
because that's impossible because of the way mail-in ballots, and this is one of the most crucial and important parts of the press conference, and yet even conservative media did not emphasize, did not focus on this. So I want you to listen. This is crucial. Uh, how mail-in ballots are done, and they essentially destroy the evidence. That That's the process. Listen to this. This is Giuliani. Quote, people who have never done a mail-in ballot, I'm going to show you why it's so easy. You fill out an envelope like this. You put your... Usually in New York, it would be your assembly district, the precinct in which you're voting. You fill out your name, your address, you sign it. You then use an inner envelope, and you put the ballot inside the inner envelope. You seal it all and send it in. When it's being counted, up until the mass cheating that went on in this election, a Republican and Democrat inspector, as well as others, if there are other parties, is allowed to watch the unsealing of this ballot. It used to go on all over America when we conducted honest elections because the only time you can ever find out if it's a fraudulent ballot is when it's looked at. The minute you approve it, it's thrown away, gone for eternity. The only thing left is the vote. It could have been Mickey Mouse. It could have been a dead person that could have been not filled out properly. Could have been the same person 30 times. All these things have happened, by the way. That could have been nothing filled out. We never know. So uh, I'm going to interject here again. What Giuliani is saying is that the way, because it has to be an anonymous ballot, right? So the problem is, how do you have an anonymous ballot if they're signing their name on the ballot? So they have an outer envelope where they put all the information, then they take it, they take the ballot out, throw out the outer envelope, so the ballot is left with the vote, but it, but but they throw out the information, so we have no idea who that ballot came from, and we have no idea if it's a legitimate legal voter, deceased person, somebody who voted multiple times, anything, someone who moved out of state, we don't know. We don't know these are the, the, these ballots, that, that's why mail-in ballots are are so um, riddled with potential for fraud because that's it. If you're not watching as they pull it out of the envelope, they destroy the evidence, they destroy the envelope, and that's it. You can never, ever determine whether that ballot was a legal ballot or not. And here, the inspectors were not allowed to watch. So Giuliani is saying it's only that moment in time. But once it's taken out of the envelope, it's done. So here, quote, um, so, so for example, I'm quoting Giuliani here, the recount being done in Georgia would tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again because they wouldn't supply the signatures to match the ballot. So it means nothing to have counted these ballots. For example, in Pennsylvania, we have probably our most precise evidence, 682,770 of these ballots were just put in, cast, they were not inspected, which renders them ballots that are null and void, cannot be counted, have to be removed from the vote. So again, interjecting here, Giuliani is saying they're doing a recount in Georgia. They did it, and Biden still won. Giuliani is saying that's a joke. That recount is a joke because all they're doing is they're recounting the same ballots. Yeah, you know, Biden has more ballots, but that's not the debate. That's not the, the dispute. That's not the issue. The issue is how we have no idea if those ballots are true and legit or if those ballots are fraudulent because we have no envelopes which would prove the legitimacy of the ballot, which would prove who, who who's the person who actually submitted the ballot and whether whether it's a legitimate voter uh, or, or, or totally fraudulent. Here, back to Giuliani. Quote, to give you another example, we have 17,000 provisional ballots cast in Pittsburgh. Do you know what a provisional ballot is? Provisional ballot usually happens this way. About 15,000 of the 17,000 happen this way. You walk in and you say, I'm here to vote today. Oh, Mr. Giuliani, you already voted. I did. I don't remember voting. Oh, yes, you cast an absentee ballot. No, I did not. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. So th that's a provisional ballot. In other words, what he's saying is in, in Pittsburgh... 15,000 people came in on, on election day and were told you already voted. How does that happen? Back to Giuliani. Quote, why does that happen 17,000 times in Pittsburgh? People walking in thinking actually 15,000 to be precise. Why did it happen 15,000 times? People in Pittsburgh walked in to vote and they had already voted according to the Democrat election machine. Did they forget? 
that many people with bad memories in Pittsburgh, or is it the following? Correct. As witnesses will testify, they were instructed by the Democrat bosses when they had a ballot in which there was no one registered, just assign it to somebody, assign it to Rudy Giuliani. So maybe Giuliani won't show up to vote. And if he does show up to vote, we'll give him a provisional ballot. That is what we call circumstantial evidence of fraud. The direct evidence of the fraud are the people who will testify that, in fact, that is what happened to them, as well as the 50 to 60 witnesses we have for the way they were treated and not allowed to inspect the ballots. They weren't just not allowed to do it. They were pushed. A few times they were assaulted. In all cases, they were put in a corral so far away. Probably the closest they got is from here to the back of that room. You're going to tell me that 60 people are lying? They didn't just tell me this. They swore under penalty of perjury, which is something no Democrat has ever done. You don't even ask Biden about this. You don't put them under penalty of perjury. He doesn't even get asked questions about it. He doesn't get asked about all the evidence of the crimes he committed. These people are under penalty of perjury. The names that are on our affidavits, they swear they were not allowed to carry out their function as inspectors. So, uh, again, interjecting over here, Giuliani is pointing out the facts. He's pointing out evidence. I keep seeing the mainstream media and even some conservatives like Tucker Carlson talking about there is no evidence. Where's the evidence? Where are the facts? These are just baseless accusations. Are you kidding me? This is hard evidence. Now, again, it doesn't mean it's irrefutable evidence, but it's affidavits. It's dozens, hundreds of people. Uh, maybe thousands of people swearing, uh, you know, uh, under penalty of perjury, they could go to jail for what they're doing over here. That's what you call evidence. Any other situation, that would be evidence. But because it's Trump and his team, they're just literally dismissing it outright. And this stuff is not even being reported. I read a whole story, a whole story in the Washington Examiner, which I usually like, and they're usually pretty fair, a whole story about the claims of election fraud by Giuliani and by Sidney Powell, and they didn't even mention all the things we're reading you right now. They talked about Dominion. They focused on Dominion, and they focused a little bit on the inspectors being not allowed in, but 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 they really missed like the major part of the story here, and they barely even referenced all this evidence, tons of evidence, overwhelming evidence. Back to Giuliani, quote, it's not just a technical thing. There's a reason they did it. Why would you not allow people to carry out the function they've been allowed to do for 50 years? Why would you not allow inspections of the ballots? Because you knew you were going to use those ballots to catch Biden up. You had a big road ahead of you. You had to catch him up for seven, 800,000 votes. And the only way you're going to do it were with the mail-in ballots. You cannot have a Democrat and a Republican inspector around. They don't even, I'm quoting Giuliani here, they don't even have Democrats watching because they'd be afraid that they would be honest Democrats who would say, you're cheating. So that takes us to Michigan, where there was an honest Democrat who said they were cheating. And we'll show you her affidavit because I know you keep reporting falsely that we have no evidence, that we have no specific acts of fraud. That's because the co- because the coverage of this has been almost as dishonest as the scheme itself. The American people are entitled to know this. You don't have a right to keep it from them. You don't have a right to lie about it. And you don't report to them that a citizen of this country, a very fine woman who is willing to allow me to give you her name, I cannot give you all these affidavits because if I do, these people will be harassed. They'll be threatened. They may lose their job. They'll lose their friends. We lost lawyers in this case because they've been threatened. Uh, What's going on in this country is horrible, and the censorship you're imposing is making it worse. But Jesse Jacob is an adult citizen, resident of Michigan. She's an employee of Detroit, been that way for decades. I know her age, uh, but she could tell you her age. She was assigned to voting duties in September. She was trained by Detroit and Michigan. She was basically trained to cheat. She said that I was instructed by my supervisor to adjust the mailing date of these absentee ballot packages to be dated earlier than they were when they were actually sent in. 
Maybe you could say she's lying, but you can't say there's no evidence. This is what we call evidence. This is direct evidence, not circumstantial. I tried many, many cases, as did all my colleagues here. You put a witness on the stand. The witness is testifying. The witness goes on the stand. She will say, I was told to adjust the date on the absentee ballots. I witnessed election workers and employees going over to the voting booth. Uh, to watch them vote and coach them whom to vote completely illegal. She will testify to that. Biden can cross-examine her, but you can't just throw it away. Say, gee, there's no evidence. Next time you say that, you'll be lying because there is evidence. Giuliani goes on. A truck pulled up to the Detroit center where they were counting ballots. The people thought it was food, so they ran to the trunk. It was not food. It was thousands and thousands of ballots. Ballots were in garbage cans, paper bags, cardboard boxes. They were put on a number of tables, and they thought all the Republican inspectors had left. All but two of them had, and an employee of Dominion, who we'll address a little bit later, Dominion. Here's what they jointly swear to. Every ballot they could see, uh, these were ballots for Biden. When they saw a ballot, these were ballots only for Biden. So there was no down ticket, just Biden. Many of them did not have anything on the outer envelope because they were produced very quickly. They're estimated to be a minimum of 50,000, maximum of 100,000. Many were triple counted, which means they were put into the counting machine two, three times. I did not see that. I don't know that. But there are three American citizens willing to swear to it. We're not going to let them go to court and do that. We're not going to let this election go by when, in this case, there are 60 witnesses who can prove what I'm saying to you and other acts of fraud in Michigan. And then he talks about Wisconsin. And he talks about how there was something called an overvote in Wisconsin. So let's go back to Giuliani. Quote, there were many precincts where there was an overvote. Now, let me explain what an overvote is. Something you should have explained to the American people because it's about the clearest circumstantial evidence of massive fraud you can have. An overvote is if 200% of the people registered in a district vote. Think about that. 200% of the registered voters in a district vote. What does that mean? It means somebody voted twice. It means somebody who's not entitled to vote, an illegal, somebody from another state, someone not registered. Those are illegitimate votes. You do not have an overvote of 200 to 300%. You don't have an overvote of 100%. Most precincts don't have 100% turnout. In fact, it's considered classically to be an overvote if you go over 80%. In Michigan and Wisconsin, we have overvotes in numerous precincts of 150, 200%, and 300%. And he says one of the reasons the two Republicans did not certify in Wayne, Michigan, which we told you about earlier, is because the overvote was so high. Now, Sidney Powell, she then got up and she essentially said the Dominion system was created to be used by uh, Hugo Chavez in Venezuela to rig the vote in his favor to fix elections. And she said that it's actually linked to George Soros. And look, this is questionable. A lot of the allegations she made, she linked Dominion, the Dominion system to another system. I believe it's called Smartmatic, another voting system, and that has been called into question. Dominion themselves, they are denying that vehemently. Now, it's in their best interest to deny it because they want to still be used and they don't want their legitimacy you know, to be called into question. But I have not seen as much evidence. See, Giuliani, he laid out a case with lots and lots of evidence. And I think Giuliani's is enough. And the Dominion claims, by the way, the claim about Dominion is that it had algorithms that they could program it to make sure that Joe Biden won the election. That could be actually verified because what they're saying is that it it deliberately miscounted the vote. Now, they could go back and do a hand recount like they did in Georgia uh, to you know, prove or disprove the claims about the Dominion system. But that was Sidney Powell's point. Now, CNN, so there's just so much overwhelming evidence here, uh, um, a- at least enough to call the whole thing into question, and they should delay certifying these votes for sure. This whole thing has to go to the Supreme Court, in my opinion. It looks like it hopefully will, but who knows? Now, CNN fact-checked some of these claims by Giuliani, by the Trump team, and the fact-checking, when you read the fact-check, I said to myself, let me look at this you know, story by CNN, this fact check 
because what could they possibly say? I mean, are you going to tell me this whole thing was just fabricated by Giuliani? And the fact-checking, they pretty much verified everything Giuliani said. Ironically, the fact-checking, they claimed to be, um, uh, you know, basically debunking what Giuliani said. And the opposite, if you look carefully, it's very clear they reaffirmed everything Giuliani said. So let me go through this here, the CNN fact-check. I mean, it's so bogus, it's scary. Does it surprise any of us at this point? It should not. No, it does not. But 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 I'm amazed because even a lot of mainstream Republicans now are kind of trying to distance themselves. They figure out oh, Trump lost the election, so they don't want to be supporting him anymore. I mean, what? Rubio, I believe, recognized Joe Biden. How egregious is it? Rubio recognized Joe Biden before he's even been officially declared the winner by anybody except the media and like Fox News and CNN. So here they quote, they quote Giuliani, CNN. Quote, one of the reasons why the Republicans did not certify in Wayne County, Michigan, was because the overvote was so high. What I'm describing to you is massive fraud. So CNN calls it facts first. Facts first. This is false. I'm quoting you, CNN. What Giuliani called an overvote is often referred to as an imbalance, where the number of ballots tabulated does not equal the number of people signed in to vote at a specific polling location. Past elections in Michigan with larger imbalances have been certified without issue, including in 2016 when Trump won the state. Uh, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson said, quote, they certified the vote in 2016 with 80% of destroyed precincts out of balance. Yet today, 42% were out of balance. It did not get certified, so clearly there's no valid point here. Benson told CNN it is quite common for precincts to be out of balance, but it does not indicate any malfeasance. It's more of a bookkeeping clerical issue. So think about what CNN is saying. They're agreeing that there was an overvote here. They're agreeing that more people voted than were registered to vote. Oh, but it happened in 2016. It happens all the time. Are you kidding? So what? So, okay, so Michigan, there's always fraud. There's always cheating. So therefore, we should just ignore it here because it happens all the time. Now, you're going to tell me 2016, there are a number of reasons why in 2016 this would have been allowed. But the main reason that they certified it in 2016 is because Trump won so many other states that Michigan, if Trump had lost Michigan, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Number one, it could be that the... That, that, that Trump won by so many votes in Michigan in 2016 that even if they had discounted, even if they had not counted the uh, all these areas where there was an overvote, all these areas where, you know, they call it a discrepancy. What do they call it? An imbalance. An imbalance. I mean, that's what they call it. I mean, it's like they make everything sound so innocuous, all these like in- extremely suspicious, scandalous things. But um, there could be any number of reasons why they certified it in 2016. But they're saying, yes, Giuliani is correct. Yes, there was an overvote. Yes, more people voted than were registered in many of these precincts. But, oh, it's just a clerical issue. Like, And look, in 2016, they certified it despite that. So, like, just ignore. I mean, what is that supposed to mean? You're telling us more people voted in these precincts than were actually registered. Doesn't that tell you that there was massive fraud? No, that is false. When Giuliani says massive fraud, that is false. Why? Because... This happens all the time in Michigan. People cheat all the time in Michigan. So when Giuliani says people cheated now, that is somehow false. Here, quote, back to CNN, there are many reasons a precinct could be out of balance and have a discrepancy between the number of balance cast and the number of people registered. According to Chris Thomas, who served as a senior advisor to the Detroit City Clerk, Thomas has built a decades-long career serving both Republican and Democratic secretaries of state. He told CNN an imbalance should be viewed as clerical mistakes and not fraud. What is that supposed to mean? First, what does it matter? Let's say it's a clerical mistake. Maybe they made a clerical mistake in uh, declaring Biden the winner and not Trump. Maybe they made clerical mistakes in counting the vote. What, what does it even mean? It's a clerical mistake. More people voted than were registered to vote in these precincts. And CNN agrees to that. And these Democrats, the Michigan Secretary of State, and this person, Chris Thomas, they all agree to that. But you should view it as a clerical. It's just a counting. It's just a clerical. Im- I don't even know what a clerical, clerical imbalance means. They make up these words. 
which are mean, they don't mean anything, these words, clerical imbalance, because they want you to deny the reality that's before our eyes. They are literally conceding that more people voted than should have voted, than were registered to vote, than were allowed to vote. And yet they're saying, oh, but Giuliani, don't listen to that crazy person. Are you, are you kidding me? Back to CNN. Next fact check. Quote, Giuliani claimed more than 600,000 ballots in Pennsylvania were not inspected, which renders them null and void. Facts first. This is false. Nothing is illegitimate about those ballots. A Pennsylvania Supreme Court justice decided that the Philadelphia County Board of Elections complied with the law in how it allowed observers uh, uh, accessing to the canvassing process. The law allows observers to be present. They do not have the right to inspect or look over the shoulders of the workers counting the ballots. The judge ruled canvas watchers in Philadelphia cannot challenge ballots. Don't need to inspect each individual signature. So I'm quoting you CNN here. They agree to what Giuliani said, yet they call him a liar. This is false. Because the ballots are not illegitimate. Now think about what they're saying. They're saying, yes, the inspectors are allowed to be there. Yes, they're far. They're agreeing to everything Giuliani said. Yes, they're this like this CNN fact check to me reaffirmed that every allegation Giuliani made is 1000 percent true because they're literally agreeing to everything he said. And they're CNN. Think about that for a minute. It, this is ab absolutely astonishing. This is mind blowing. So you have here, they're saying, yes, these people were standing far, far away. They couldn't even see the ballots. And Giuliani described in detail, they throw away the envelope. That's the signature verification. They toss it away. And then these inspectors, nobody ever saw it. So they literally have, for all we know, they have dead people voting. For all we know, they didn't have signatures. They didn't verify the signatures, forgery. Anything under the sun could have happened. They don't allow inspectors to be anywhere near. They're looking over the shoulders. But all that, but that's, but what's CNN's punchline? But that's okay. Because the judge said it's okay. A judge said it's okay. Does it sound okay? It sounds like the most fraudulent cheating that I have ever heard. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, as far as I'm concerned, Giuliani has made a case beyond doubt that these are just massive cheating, massive fraud, and Biden for sure lost, and for sure they just manufactured hundreds of thousands of ballots, and CNN is basically reaffirming all of that. Yes, they. Giuliani claims that more people voted in these precincts in Michigan than were even registered to vote. Yes, CNN agrees to that. Oh, but by the way, there's nothing wrong. It's a, it's a clerical imbalance. So then that makes us happy, even though it's clearly cheating and fraud. And by the way, Democrats are, are testifying to that. Yes, in Pennsylvania, they take the envelope. They, they Who knows what they do with it? They throw it in the garbage. Nobody can ever see it. Yes, the inspectors were not even close. They could not possibly see these envelopes. But oh, but by the way, that's okay. Why? Because some judge decided it's okay. So they're not null and void. But yes, we agree that clearly cheating and fraud happened. Back to CNN. Quote, Giuliani falsely claimed mail-in ballots are prone to fraud. Facts first, election experts have told CNN time and again, mail-in ballots are a safe form of voting, not subject to widespread. Name, for, facts first, name me, where, where are your facts? Name me one election expert. And the election experts they're going to quote are all Democrats, all Democrats who have told CNN time and again, and they're not election experts, by the way. They're just politicians, okay? What is an election? I don't even know what an election expert is. I mean, there, is there such a thing as an election expert? Maybe there is. But I mean, but, I mean give me a break here. And uh, by the way, CNN, when it comes to uh, uh, Sidney Powell and her claims about Dominion and Smartmatic, right? So listen to this, CNN, because she claimed that uh, Dominion and Smartmatic are actually connected to the Clinton Foundation and George Soros. And CNN reaffirmed those facts as well, but claimed that it's a lie I, in the same breath. Listen to this. A direct quote from CNN. Follow this here. Quote, neither Dominion nor Smartmatic have corporate ties to the Clintons or Soros. Uh, while Dominion did agree to donate its technology to emerging democracies as part of a program run by the Clinton Foundation in 2014, 
According to the foundation's website, Dominion said it has no company ownership relationship with the foundation. Okay, so CNN is agreeing. So Dominion is agreeing. They actually agreed to donate. So all Sidney Powell said, I don't know all she said, but she is saying that there's a link between the, the Dominion and the Clintons. Well, Dominion agreed in 2014 as part of a program run by the Clinton Foundation to uh, donate its technology to emerging democracies. Uh, which, by the way, uh, that was so that probably done so that the CIA and the U.S. could rig the elections. But anyway, Dominion said it has no company ownership relationship with them. But they're clearly saying that they're linked to the Clintons, a strong link, I might add. And then back to CNN court. And while the chairman of the board of Smartmatic's parent company is also on the board of a foundation run by Soros, Soros himself is not involved in either company. You literally found such a link. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, literally, the chairman of the board of Smartmatic's parent company is also on the board of a foundation run by George Soros. Well, gee, but that's not suspicious that the machines, assuming the Smartmatic machines, uh, their technology is connected with Dominion and with the voting that went on uh, on election night here in 2020. And you have the chairman of the board of the parent company of that software also on the board of a foundation run by George Soros. But Soros himself is not involved in either company, so it's a lie. That there's a fact check. There's a lie that Soros is linked to Smartmatic. I mean, it's unbelievable here. It's unfathomable what's going on here. Okay, and finally, Dominion uh, backed out of a hearing. Okay, mysteriously backed out of a hearing at the last minute. This weekend there was supposed to be a hearing um, uh, with 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 the Pennsylvania state legislature. The Pennsylvania state legislature was supposed to interview. Um, the uh, Dominion, the the heads of the Dominion voting system, the people who run the company, the Dominion voting systems, and yet they mysteriously backed out of the hearing at the last minute. Now Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania are fuming. They are frustrated after Dominion backed out of a scheduled hearing. Here's a quote um, on Friday. Pennsylvania State Representative Seth Grove, a Republican, on Friday said, quote, last evening Dominion voting systems lawyered up and backed out of their commitment to the people of Pennsylvania to provide input in a public format. Uh, in which 1.3 million Pennsylvanians entrusted the Dominion Voting System representatives canceled a scheduled appearance before the state government committee. And, uh, well, gee whiz. Now, what, now, why would they do that? They have nothing to hide, right? No connection to Soros. They didn't help the Democrats cheat. They didn't rig the election. They didn't change their algorithm so that Biden could win. They're not connected to the Clinton Foundation. So why on earth would they not want to have this public hearing uh, with the Pennsylvania state legislature. Why would they not want to be grilled by Pennsylvania Republicans about all these allegations? Now, uh, that, there's nothing suspicious about that, nothing curious about that. All right, we will keep an eye on all of this. It's frustrating, but it's not over yet. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.